When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, it is our weekly snake draft to start off the 12 o'clock hour. So we're going to snake, snake draft. draft. <laughs> it's a snake draft. Um, so earlier this week was the 12-year anniversary of this very famous post-game outburst. Who do you think you are? I am. It was Pete <laughs> Weber going, who do you think you are? I am. Get it right. Uh, so it got who me thinking. Who do you think you are? I am. It's amazing. Just It's incredible. amazing. And um, confusing. So now we're going to do our post-game outbursts, post-game expressions, post-game anything. Uh, these classic either interviews on the field or press conference, we're going to uh, we're gonna draft those, okay? So the order is going to be Allen, Brian, Travis, me, then back up and then back down again. Uh, we're going to do three each, 12 total, because all the confound the graphic. Right, Carlo? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, all right, Al, you are up first. Okay, this one, I, I think the reason why... I picked it with my first pick. November 2001, we're in the heart of the NFL season, and the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Mora. Great one. And he's asked the question. It's not even what he says. You know, it's how he says it. It's the (laughs) fact that his voice goes so high. Let's take a quick listen to it. It's an iconic one here. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I just hope we can win another game. I love that. I think it's the high pitch that gets me because it's so distinct. Nobody's going to say, well, what is that? Who's that? No, you know exactly it's Jim Morris. That's my number one. I was, there. I was at a party with Jim Morris one time, and I couldn't help myself. I, I had to ask. I, I had to ask. Can you imagine ask. how many times? I, I know, and he was so wonderful and gracious what about it. What did he do? What did he say? He, 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 he kind of rolled his eyes, but like dramatically, like, okay, here we go again. But then he told the whole story again. It was funny. It was great. And it just was, he goes, I wasn't trying to be funny. I didn't, I couldn't believe that the question had been <laughs> asked of me. I was literally incredulous of the moment. We can tell. And, and he went through the whole thing again. He was, he was a good dude. Um, I cannot say the word playoffs, playoffs without saying playoffs, yeah. uh, especially with me and my, old, uh, my older sister. Yeah. All right, so uh, BC, you're up next. All right, so with this pick, I uh, got a little celebrity help here from Cody. You know, he's been filling in, so I'll let him kind of take this first one. Richard Sherman after the postgame, I think with Aaron Andrews, yeah. yes. right at, you know, calling out Crabtree all time. Let's send him down to the field and get Aaron Andrews. Try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree. That's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? <laughs> Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're on the center for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before – and Joe, back over to you. <laughs> Love the L-O-B, too. Uh, the L-O-B Leave is the terrific. <laughs> yeah. The L-O-B is the chef's kiss at the end for sure. Aaron Andrews does a masterful job right there. Like that, she's like, "Who was talking?" Like she didn't even know what was going and on. He's and, like Crabtree. Yeah, and instead of pretending like she, she's like, "Who was talking?" Like she did exactly what everyone in home was doing. Like, 
who are you even talking about? It was <laughs> she did a great job, and and Richard Sherman was out of his mind. All right, Chad, you're up next. I can't believe I I get to pick this. It's I'm surprised too. I I, I cannot believe that this is on the board because to me take- it is the iconic press conference. What in the world is happening here? Practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice, <laughs> not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, <laughs> not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for, and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We talking about practice, man. It's a. Here's my favorite part about that. Mm-hmm. It's legendary. It's like there's a commercial running right now where they're spoofing it. He's right. <laughs> That's the part that everybody like. Oh, how dare he say? Did you ever for one second think that Allen Iverson wasn't trying as hard as he could on a basketball court when he was one of the best players in the league? Allen Iverson did go out there. Allen Iverson was like 5'10", 106 pounds. And drove the ball to the hoop <laughs> against, against Shaq. In an era yeah, where it, they were knocking you on your it, ass. It, it, it was an unbelievable rant. Congratulations to Allen Iverson for being on my list because I think it's the best one of all time. Uh, so <laughs> that's great. I'm surprised about it in your first round because that was I thought it was going to be one overall. Me either, too. Either playoffs or practice was going to be one overall, I thought. But to me, for a long time, my Mandela effect is that I thought the same person did playoffs and practice. Oh, really? Because I don't know. Like, I just, for some reason, it's in my close. head, I, cor- I had them both in the same way. So I'm also, I'm surprised this one has uh, lasted so long. I think it's almost always number one in every list of these, like, great tirades. And it's another one of the ones that I quote to my sister all the time. And it, and it's just, it's so funny because it's so outrageous. It's Dennis Green doing the, they are who we thought they were. The Bears are what we thought they were. What we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. And we Incredible. let them off the hook. Incredible. Yes, the, what's funny about that too is him talking about well we played the third game of the preseason like there was a time when that was a thing yeah that it's changed so dramatically it's like we saw their best shot in the preseason it's like if you said that now people would think you're <laughs> out of your mind exactly all right so i got another one up here this one is one i saw in real time and i was like yeesh and it is i know there's no hate to uh the interviewer maria who is talking to saban at this time but it was after a win and it was the oklahoma year no the Alabama year where it was both Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa were the two quarterbacks. They were trying to figure out who was the starter or not. And after every game, it's a, it's all right, Nick. What do you, what do you think? Who's, who's, who you favor against your quarterback now? And so Nick was exhausted. And so this is Nick Saban with, so quit asking. All right, coach. Everyone had questions about who was going to start at quarterback when this game started. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> and I quote, so quit asking all the time. I don't know if anybody gets what I'm talking about. It's That's a great one. I, I would not – I would that one did not jump to my mind, but that is a, a tremendous pick. Back to me? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is – I was working, and this is still one of my favorites. It's one of the great voices of our sports generation. Everybody's got an imitation of this guy, and 
He was frequently unhinged, and this was maybe the the ultimate example of that. This is Mike Tyson doing a uh, television interview where the reporter asks him, why do you have to talk like that? And he just loses it. You take into the ring a lot of rage. Does that work for you, or does it work against you at times? No, who cares? We're in a fight anyway. What, 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 What does it matter? Well, for example, rage against uh, Vander Holyfield worked against you. Well, f*** it. It's a fight. So whatever happens, happens. Mike, why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. You know what? I think we'll end the discussion right now. Good. Then we could. You got it. Have a nice fight, Mike. Off. <laughs> All right, that's the best one. That's the best one. It is a great one. That's I haven't heard that one. in a while. Yeah. It's amazing. Because again, it's a real. By the way, it's a it's a normal, not normal, but it's a back and forth <laughs> talking. It like. Mike doesn't let any space go. No. He's like, all right, even at the end. If you don't like it, turn off your station is one of those, you know, so quit asking. I do yeah. say it to the, if you don't like it, turn off your station. It's not, first of all, it's not his station. He doesn't have like a <laughs> button where he can turn it off. It's classically Mike Tyson. All right, uh, Brian, you're up next. Uh, this one I thought was pretty easy to me. I thought this was all time. I think it was UFC 205 to be specific. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Just won the second title, and now he's the double champ and takes the mic from Joe Rogan. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. He goes on to say the double champ does whatever the F he wants. All-time favorite quote. Conor McGregor, and it's also great because it's the accent. Yes. I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's terrific. Uh, All right, Sleep. All right, uh, I got got two two. here. So I'm going to go back to... If you guys remember this kind of back in the day here, Herm Edwards as coach of the Jets, you play to win the game. Hello. Uh, <laughs> it, it just It's kind of funny, and these NFL rants are, are funniest to me because some of these guys, I feel like they're actually still in the game, like they're playing the actual game, and it's the presser. We have this one too. You play to win the game. Hello. <laughs> you play to win the game. <laughs> The hello is the best part. It of is. It. it is. Hello. It's because what you say, what he's asking, what he's stupid, only he's doing it more politely. Hello. <laughs> it's terrific. There's a guy that I've heard who is a, I think I've mentioned this guy. He's a big in the meditation space. And when he's given out these like TED Talks and something like that, in the middle of what he's saying, he'll say hello. So it will just kind of anybody who wasn't paying attention for a quick second, you hear the word hello and you're like, what happened? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets you back your attention. I don't think Herm was trying to do that. <laughs> I think Herm was a different one. All right. Last one that I got here. This one takes me back to, uh, oh, this is old school. This is when Ryan Leaf, as a San Diego Charger, was in the locker room. And there's like an iconic moment. Ryan Leaf, you know, you got everybody. It's the Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning, and here comes Peyton Manning, and Ryan Leaf's going a completely different direction. He's talking to a reporter. Let's play it. I don't know if you remember this, oh, but yeah. more, one of the Simers. more iconic ones. Oh, listen. Don't talk to me, all right? Knock it off! Don't talk to me, knock it off. And here comes Junior Seau. And he gets right in the between them. And Junior Sal, literally like a parent going to his child, 
saying, get the hell out of here. Yeah. And that was the exchange. But I remember at that moment, you know, back in San Diego days, it's over. I, we, we pay, that's literally, it's going to be the biggest black eye in the franchise history. It, it was, a, yeah, this ain't going to work out. If he can't deal with that, then this isn't going to work out at all. All right, so you have a solid three, Al. Um, really good top three. So, uh, Brian, you're off. up next. My last one here. This was kind of tough because Marshawn's got a bunch of post games where, you know, great. iconic. Yeah. So, I went with this one. Uh, yeah, just he just keeps going. It's, this is right around the I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> right. All right, how about the effort of the offensive line to keep pushing against a defensive attack so aggressively? Yeah. How does that defense compare to others that you've seen this year? Yeah. <laughs> and Marshall, you, you were on the sidelines for a little bit there. What, what was going on with the back all right? Obviously, got back in there. Yeah. How important was it? <laughs> it's so great. Right before that, too, he's like, you guys really want to try this again? Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. A deal. yeah. Right. And he had a few. He went through a stage where it was just like different one-liners. Different I'm one-liners. Thankful. from he, yeah, he, I'm thankful. Yeah. He's... Yep. He's a beauty. I'm just he, here so I don't get fired. He's fine. awesome. He's a national treasure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also, if you haven't seen it yet, he is great in the movie Bottoms. So is I he? think Bottoms is now on streaming, so go check it out. Uh, all right, Trav, your last one. All right, so this goes back to, this is the first one. I'm sure there's some that predate this, but it's the first one that I remember seeing in real time as it was happening, going, this is not how this typically goes. This is a sport where you typically did not see stuff like this. And certainly where just one person is screaming at another, John McEnroe at Wimbledon, answer the question, jerk. No mistakes so far in this match, right? You have an overall angle. No mistakes whatsoever. Sick as hell, Answer my question! The question, jerk! Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. And McEnroe is like the original screaming lunatic. Yep. And... and he he's John McEnroe is still one of the most colorful people you're going to find. He's interesting. He's smart. He's funny. He's all these things. But McEnroe was looked at as a straight up nutcase when he's berating the chair umpire yeah, that clip in the middle of Wimbledon. Him. It's terrific. He didn't wasn't looking for help. He was he was pissed that that guy sucked at his job, <laughs> and he wanted everyone else Answer to know that that guy question. sucked at his job. Answer the question. The question jerk. Just awesome. Uh, all right. So that's solid three for you. So my last one is not necessarily. It's going to be very personal. It's also not necessarily a uh, like rant per se. It's more of a golden interview, and I think that it's one of the best interviews that I've ever seen in college sports. So this was a UVA pitcher in 2021, um, Stephen uh, Scotch, I think is how he spells last name. It's his last name. Um, so he got, just had a great game. They won. It's uh, on the road to the College World Series, and uh, he was really obsessed with Dippin' Dots. So this is his uh, interview. Well, emotions are going. Win. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it, which the price of dipping dots with inflation is just unreal. <laughs> so for a brief moment, I was like, damn, dipping dots sound good. But also, I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own dipping dots and be a winner. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to attack. I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word, starts with F. Um, second word's attack. Third one's win. Repeat that to myself. Unless, you know, there's a breach in the system and I walk a guy and I got to tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Um, I might break that, but then I get right back on it. Just this attack win, you know. 
All right. So I love him and his commitment to Dippin' Dots and how much he loves that. So that's my last pick in the draft. But there's a bunch that we left yeah, off. Yeah, there are. Yeah, and they're already coming in. And and I may I, I love the three that I have, but I may want to kick one out and get a different one in. Don't kick Tyson out. No, I, I don't want to kick any of them out. I yeah. love all three of them, but there's there's a whole bunch. If we forgot them, let us know. It's a complete crap. Ooh, there's that one. Yeah. 877-710-ESPN. We'll take some phone calls. We'll play a few more of these, too. Plus, uh, the Lakers found their strategy. Just shoot 90% from behind the three-point line. It's going to work out great. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I like that line. It is a Ticket Thursday. Two tickets to see Willie Nelson and family, Bob Dylan, Brittany Spencer, and John Mellencamp at the Outlaw Music Festival at the Hollywood Bowl on July 31st. Listen for your your cue to call to see uh, Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan. My goodness, that's quite a show. It's Ticket Brittany Thursday. Spencer right here. Brittany Spencer as well. We heard from uh, Johnny Cougar. I believe it was John Cougar Mellencamp at the time. John Mellencamp will be playing at the bowl as well. Just a great show. And... There's a lot of things I like about working here at 710. So yeah. A lot. Near the top of the list is that very frequently our friends at Pizza Hut roll through here and I mean, hook they, us up with stuff. I mean, they're spoiling us here. They are. So We've talked about this before. The new hot honey pizza and wings, of course, at, uh, at Pizza Hut. Perfect balance of sweet and heat. So we just got delivered nice and warm. If you're watching on YouTube, look how good that looks. Mm-mm, you you mm-mm, left out an mm-mm. important part. Not only is that a hot honey pizza, it is a double pepperoni hot honey pizza which double pepperoni is a phrase that yeah, i am gonna, a, a yeah, fan of right. we can we're, do that for sure pepperoni so it gets all the honey in there absolutely got a bag a little box of uh, boneless wings al that you and i were helping ourselves we already, to. let's just say we've already we've already got in there <laughs> break was long so we had time to do that eight pieces of hot honey boneless chicken wings just 6.99 there's a laker game tonight so yep. you can go ahead and, and hook yourself up for right there use that code espnla 10 ten dollars off Right, a forty dollar order, ten dollars yep. off. Simple and as that. You can get this hot honey when you go visit you guys at that remote and at Pizza Hut. So that'll be really fun. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're working Stay on tuned. that. Yep. Working on that for sure. Uh, all right, there are a lot of great ones that meltdowns, coaching meltdowns, athlete meltdowns, just meltdowns in general. Uh, a couple of my buddies, Brian and Greg, they when we when we started to do this 10, 15 minutes ago, they both at the same time said, and if, if Lasorda's not on this, you have done this wrong. I know Tom and Buena Park, you're feeling the same way? Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. And um, as a lifelong Dodger fan, I still always want to think of, and I thought it might make your list, 
but it's always great hearing this list on the Thursdays, and uh, it was great to hear Emily's voice. And hopefully, you guys can find it and put it on. Get your get your bleeps ready. I believe that Brian was successful in finding, and you bring up a very important it's part, all Tom. This is maybe the most heavily bleeped <laughs> piece of audio awesome. in a short period of time in history. What's your opinion of Kingman's performance? What's my opinion of Kingman's performance? What the f*** do you think is my opinion of it? I think it was f***ing Put that in. I don't Opinion of his performance? He beat us with three home runs. What the f*** do you mean, what is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his, of, of his performance? He hit three home runs. <laughs> I'm off to lose the game. Wow. And you ask me my opinion of his performance. I mean, that's a tough that. question to ask me, isn't it? What is my opinion of his performance? Yes, it is. I asked it, and you gave me an answer. Well, I didn't give you a good answer because I'm mad, but I mean... That wasn't a good question. Have you, have you heard that one before? I don't think I've heard. No, I don't think I've heard it. My, I was just waiting for him to say. I have one follow-up question. Can you imagine asking a question? How little you feel in that situation? It. He got exactly. He, he got an iconic moment. Yeah, I know he right. wasn't looking for it, yeah. but but he certainly got it. Tommy could go to a place that very few people could go to when it when it comes to the art of profanity. Tommy Lasorda was like Michelangelo. <laughs> he 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 was he was operating on a level that no one else could. He was a master of the craft for sure. Let's. Uh, which one should we take next, Em? Let's take uh, Juan and Whittier. He's on three. All right, Juan. What do you got for us? All right. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, you're going to kick yourself for this one because it's right in front of your face. How about John Ireland and Shaq post-game? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're on good. live. That's a great do, one. Do you have that, Em? I do. Your Let's... wife looks great, man. She looks better than you, although you look pretty good. You know that, right? I know how to pick them, brother. Is that the one you guys talking no, about? No, no, no. Okay, well, then I didn't have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely I don't know which one you're talking there, about. There's where Shaq was getting fouled at yeah. the end of the game, and John asked him a question, and Shaq drops, I think, a BS. Is that what it is, or is it an F-bomb? I thought he dropped an F-bomb, basically. <laughs> say, or at some point there was an F-bomb yeah. because he's complaining about the referees. That's it. And John says to hey. him, you know we're live. I don't give a. I don't give a. Okay, no. we might have it now. Okay. All right. I know you were frustrated at how the officiating went, uh, officiating went down the stretch there, but you guys pulled it out and was a big win. Davis Turner wonder why the league is losing money. That's why. People pay good money to come watch these athletes play, and they try to take over the game. Shaq, we're on live. <laughs> I know. Let me ask you this. I love John. I know. Well, this is – John's a pro, yeah. so John's like John's trying to help Shaq in this uh -huh. moment. Like, hey, let's just just Shaq, we're we're on live, and he's trying to turn the subject. Go to the next like, thing. Shaq's like, I don't give a take this check. Yeah, give it to it, uh, David Stern. Yourself. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's try another call here. Let's go to Riverside and Dana. Dana, you're on with uh, Travis Lee. What's up? Hi guys, good day. Uh, all great picks, by the way. Uh, the one I was thinking of when you guys were drafting was. Um, I forget who it was, but he was a college uh, college football coach, and he upset about the media coming after his players a bit. So he, he oh yeah, I'm forty to defend him, Mike Gundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's he's I'm a man, I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> he's just you can kind of see him slowly going off the hinges throughout the whole interview. It just made made my whole week. It it is thank you, Dana. It is a certainly an iconic moment. I want to play it for you. I have a different feeling on this particular one. Come after me. 
I'm a man. I'm 40. He, he, he's building up to it, and here, here's the thing. Denny Green was unhinged. Yeah. Mike Tyson was unhinged. John McEnroe is so furious at the incompetence of the chair umpire yeah, yeah. that he's just seeing red. He just wants to destroy something, right? Ryan Leaf lost his blank in mind. Jim Morris just incredulous, like, you're asking playoffs. Like, this felt very performative mm. to me. This felt like... I'm going into the locker room and I'm going to do a thing. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to show I got my players yeah, back. Yeah, it that, didn't yeah. feel nearly as genuine as a lot a of these. A question others. came up and there's his answer and, he and exploded, it exploded, right? Like what do I think of Kingman's performance and mm-hmm. he just can't believe that he's been asked that. Who was This felt locked and loaded. Who was the quarterback of the Cardinals? I think it was the Arizona Cardinals in a Monday night football game and Cardinals again their ass kicked. And they they pan at some point during the Monday Night Football broadcast. They show over to the bench. And he's laughing about something (laughs) with another player. And look, again, Arizona's losing, so whatever it is. Was it Liner? No, it wasn't Liner. I forget the name, too. But post game, he's being interviewed, and somebody says, hey, um, you know, team's losing by a lot. What are you laughing about? And he's like, what do you you think? I think this is funny. It's not I I work my ass off out there. And he's like, I get it, but. You were laughing while your team's getting their ass kicked. We have it over there or no? Uh, I we'll, don't we'll have that it. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find. I just remember who that it, was. It's a classic one too. I just I'm I'm forgetting who the name is, but they've had so many quarterbacks. They go through them like every other year. They got a <laughs> new guy. It's it hard down. to keep them track. There was one that you introduced me to this morning, uh, Travis, and I oh. have never heard this one before, and it is amazing. <laughs> so this is Kevin Borseth, who is the women's coach mm. of the basketball team at Michigan. Michigan, yeah. And I guess I don't know if it was in tournament time or if it was just random. Derek Anderson. But this is when uh, he kind of went off. That's how I feel. Damn sick and tired of getting out-rebounded. 25 offensive rebounds. Oh, First one. time we block out, we get called for a damn block out. We're pushing people. Meanwhile, they're on the other court grabbing rebounds, going over the top and grabbing them. We get one offensive rebound, the other we get called for over the back. We, we don't block out very damn well, and we're not getting called one or the other. That's where I'm frustrated. That's where my whole frustration comes in, offensive rebounds. The entire thing came down to offensive rebound. They got every offensive rebound, and we didn't get one of them. So here's – th- this is a great representation of why I like that and why I don't like Gundy's. Gundy's performance is too clean. It, 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 it's something that could clearly been practiced and polished and workshopped. Kevin Borseth can't – it doesn't make any sense. The, the, the words don't yeah. line up. He's so mad. The only words that make any sense are offensive rebounds and him smashing the podium. It wasn't, I'm a man, I'm 40, come after me. It, no, it just it, – it, it's, it's real. The, it's in the heat of the – Darko when he does it for the Raptors, right? His – it's, it's a, a complete, complete crap. When he says, Scotty Barnes is the face of the league, you can't script that. Did we hit that at the exact same time? <laughs> we did. That's amazing. I thought the way it sounded. It was too, a little was like echoey. echoey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn. Derek Anderson, you said, was the— Derek Anderson was the quarterback. I don't remember that one. I'm going to have to check it out. There, uh, you could. I could do this the rest of the day. Can we do one more? Yes. Okay, this one is T.O. <laughs> oh. After, um, was, it, was it— Was it— um, was it Tebow? Not Tebow. Was it the Super Bowl? It's Tony Romo. Tony Romo uh, getting uh, crap for you know dating people going away right. and stuff. So this is To. You you can talk about the vacation, and if you do that, 
is really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. <laughs> is that how you react whenever uh, one of us gets thrown under the bus? <laughs> Why that emotional? Yeah, that felt more like T.O. was going through something than his actual feelings for Tony Romo, that he might have been just having a bad day. Maybe. So emotional. T.O. was probably I, – I have a feeling there was more to his emotional state than just criticism of Tony Romo. I could be wrong. What do I know? Uh, there's plenty more. There's a whole nother T.O. Remember when T.O. was doing sit-ups in his driveway and Drew Rosenhaus yep. just kept going, hey, did you ruin your client's career? Next question. <laughs> that went on for like five minutes. It was, it was amazing. Rabbit holes coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nothing can go wrong. It's time for Rapid Hole. But first, I want to say congratulations to Fernando from Beaumont, who won a pair of tickets to see the Outlaw Fest with Willie Nelson and family, Bob Dylan, John Mellencamp, and Brittany Spencer. So coming, they're coming to the Hollywood Bowl for one night only this summer on July 31st. Tickets are on sale on this Friday at Ticketmaster.com and check out OutlawMusicFest.com for more details. Ticket Thursday on ESPN uh, all day. So we're doing rabbit hole right now. And so uh, first up, it's, it's kind of where we go um, into whatever internet corner we find ourselves diving into, spending hours on for no good reason. So Al, why don't you start us off? All right, I'm gonna, I'll start off with this one. This one I actually saw yesterday. Wow, um, it's before the Laker game. And I'm sitting there and... Mike Dooley, who's our engineer, is sitting right next to me, and I start explaining. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, look at this, and I'm going to show it to you here in just a second. He goes, Okay, what is it? I'm like, All right, it's a one of those like do-it-yourself type of things. Home. I don't know if you guys ever watch people doing work at their own home, things that maybe you and I can do, but even though I know we can't do it, (laughs) there is a tool that. Somebody uses, you know, those popcorn ceilings. Yeah. Okay, so this is older. This is how they used to build ceilings, whatever the case is. And the popcorn ceiling, this specific thing is the removal of the popcorn ceiling. Okay. Oh, I've seen this. Okay, so all it's doing is literally, I don't know what you think about, it's popcorn ceiling in today's day, you're like, what the hell is this? How is it still here? And here's this guy, it's almost like a vacuum that he's using up on the ceiling and he's yeah, it's just not falling off the off the ceiling. Nothing's it's falling. Crazy. It's yeah. literally just going right into the machine, sucking whatever it is. I started watching this and then I kind of started getting into the and there's like there's something about it, like especially in the beginning. It's very satisfying to watch there's it a disappear. Satisfying. So I started watching, I'm like, what the hell? And then I started 
all of a sudden I'm going down a rabbit hole of other people doing it themselves. And some people won't do it this way. They'll do it's kind of like uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the you know, you, if you're if you're putting paint on and or not not paint concrete and you're kind of slabbing it and putting bricks yeah. they're using like that kind of mix and there they are on the ceiling just taking it off and the way oh, it's layering yeah, 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 coming yeah. off mm-hmm. that's going to fall to the ground but i couldn't stop watching i'm like this is why is this satisfying in a weird <laughs> way do it yourself remove the popcorn something i would watch lines. that video over it's, anytime there's like something that's disorganized and you just run something over it and it's clean it's like ooh, that's nice i like that a lot all right trav your turn this is embarrassing, but it is what it is because I I am who I am. I was talking with my buddy Greg, and we started talking about what up, Greg? G fish, and we started talking about 1970s baseball cards, which led us to a conversation about the one season that Reggie Jackson played for the Baltimore Orioles. There's no baseball card that exists of it because it happened for one. There, there were always a year behind back then, right? They were always shooting the next year, the previous, the following year. So he was only there. So by the time he got to the next spot, he was gone. So they went to the next spot. So that led to a bunch of photoshopped versions of that Reggie Jackson card that doesn't exist. It only exists online, which led to a page about baseball card printing errors which led to another page about the 1981 set of Donruss baseball cards, which I believe was the first set that that particular manufacturer ever issued. They made over 800 errors. There were only like 600 cards, so nearly every card contains an error on it. And I would go through card. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. They had Bobby Bonds, Barry's father, 881 home runs. Well, that never happened. And it's just this stupid it it the, the the digits on the back of these cards are barely big enough to read with a magnifying glass and I'm going over it, pinching them open. That's how big of a loser for baseball cards I there is that's what I did. An algorithm that is following Trav and it's so easy for them. They're like, All we gotta do is put anything baseball related <laughs> with a card, with anything, and Travis is in. It was I it was so stupid and satisfying and awesome simultaneously. All right, Brian, what's yours? Uh, the last one I went down was kind of like the restoration of like old 1940s and 50s stuff it started with like an old world war ii knife the okay. guy like mm-hmm. uh, cleaned it polished it took the re-handled it kind of a deal yeah. and then on this guy's page he had like 50 different things 1950 stereo mm. i'm just watching this thing mm-hmm. for no reason just get rebuilt and love it oh, it's I, so satisfying it i've is. seen that i've seen like like let's say a nintendo and it's a really really old nintendo and it looks just crummy and this and that and this guy will do just that he'll refurbish it he'll clean it He'll get it to work. That bad boy is getting sold, and he's going to oh, do yeah. whatever he does. Like it is. Oh, yeah. That is. And I'm. It, the, the funny thing is, the amount of views those get, it's already a business. And then he's selling whatever the item. It's it's pretty genius. Yeah, I love seeing how dirty it is. So then the yeah. crystal clear. Like yeah. with that in mind, I, I had a. I, I didn't even remember that I had done it until you were talking about this. Somebody does exactly what you were just describing with old baseball gloves. Oh, I've from seen like that the as well, 30s yeah. and 40s, wow. and they re-stitch them, and they they and it looks like. It's brand new mm-hmm. and it's eighty years old. It's mesmerizing. See one where this girl does it with like old like coach purses. Yes, so like, Susan showed me that. Yeah, from like the nineties. Yes, and stuff. like she'll like redo and like take care of the leather. Yes, and like refurbish these coach purses and it looks they look gorgeous. They look brand new. Yeah. What if we did crazy. that? You and I. I don't have the skill. <laughs> and then you look, you're watching Travis do it. and Slee, and then it's like a coach it. line. It's like a yeah. coach purse line. She's doing it with a toothbrush. I'm like, you can't turn an old purse into a new purse with a toothbrush. 
but, but apparently you, you can. Apparently yeah, you it's, can. it's the uh, it's the leather treatment. All right, so I actually have a different one, but I got on this during the show, and so I'm going to use it here. So uh, we talked briefly about it because me and Brian were talking about the uh, origins of uh, There Lies the Rub, and it's actually from Hamlet. It's part of his To Be or Not To Be speech when he's contemplating suicide. And so it got to me to be like, I know this, but it kind of got me in a rabbit hole. There are so many words that trace their origin or its first use to Shakespeare. And mm. I'm going to read some of them, and you guys are going to be shocked that this is like the first, that he basically, he either invented them or was the first person to use them in popular media. Okay, so an, an etymolo- it's the etymology of these words. All right, so some of the words are alligator, was used in Romeo and Juliet. Bedroom, first time used in A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Critic. First in Love, Labor's Lost. Uh, gossip was used in the co- Comedy of Errors. Uh, Inaudible was in All's Well That Ends Well. Uh, kissing was in uh, Coriolanus. Um, uh, obscene was in Love, Labor's Lost. Crazy. So there's there's a whole list of these words. that. What did first they call usage. kissing before they called it kissing? I don't know, Mouth dude. touching? I don't know. I mean, but- what, what do we... What are we My doing? very first use was traced back to Shakespeare. I think you got it. Mouthing. <laughs> mouthing. Here are the first, some phrases that originated with Shakespeare. Okay, so um, we have seen better days was as you like it. Um, uh, I have not slept one wink uh, was originated from uh, Shakespeare. That's amazing. Um, uh, My own flesh and blood was used in Hamlet for the first time. Um, uh, there's the be all and end all, Macbeth. Uh, <laughs> there. I'm just reading the off the list. Um, the world's your oyster was the mayor wise of Windsor. Is, wow. Uh, these are all these are all crazy. See, oh, yeah. Can I make this, I, real quick? Had they done this in high school Shakespeare class when I, I took English in. and they give me this, I would have paid attention. Yeah. I did do this in high school but, English. But that's the thing. Like they would make you read these plays that made no sense because the the language was so dense and and impossible no, to decipher. Yeah, you They're like, this it. sucks. Well, if they told me this, <laughs> this would have been awesome. Neither rhyme nor reason there was first used in the comedy of errors. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy because it's it's. Imagine inventing words. Imagine inventing phrases that are then used. So I don't know if he invented uh, "There lies the rub." It was probably a common phrase back in, back then that he also used. But it's kind of crazy. Popularized him, if nothing else. Yeah. Right. That he was all right. Thank you, Shakespeare. I, I have a I have he's a newfound right. no, respect. He's, he's okay. He invented kissing. He didn't invent it. He invented the word. At least maybe he did. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. They couldn't even do that without Shakespeare. The Dumps coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, so because uh, Pete, is it Pete Weber or is it Dick Weber? Pete Weber. Pete Weber. Oh, where you got if, that one from? No, Dick Weber, I think, is his dad. Honestly, like Dick Weber is a famous okay. bowler, too. I get him confused. Pete Weber had the... You know, who do you think you are? I am. Get it right from a million years ago. That kind of inspired our draft of famous sports meltdowns. And because we only get 12 spots among the four of us, there's a lot more than 12 good ones. This is this is another one of my favorites. It's not somebody having a meltdown, but rather it's just somebody refusing to answer the questions. Do you remember when Terrell Owens was trying to find his next team? And he's in the driveway of his home yep. doing sit-ups in front of the assembled media while Drew Rosenhaus' agent is standing there trying to convince people that he hasn't screwed up T.O.'s career. You would make a mistake by having the contract negotiated in midterm. Next question. Why did you stand when the quarterback of the team comes out and says that we're better off without T.O.? Next question. So why didn't you make a full apology like this? Supposedly, that your client would not be in this mess had he done that. 
Next question. <laughs> awesome. Why even have the press conference at that point in time? It's so good because every question is, you screwed this up, right? Like the, this entire <laughs> mess is your fault, right? Next question. He, it's I, terrific. Can't, I can't remember. Was that just that pocket or were there also – how long did the interview go for? Was there a lot of questions that he answered? I don't remember, but the vast majority of it was, was next question. Um, so there's also one. So I used to work with Bart Scott and Barton Hahn, and he is almost immortalized in New York for his uh, response to uh, South Palantonio. See you at Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, Pittsburgh did meet them the week afterwards. It's a good, uh, good impression. There's also uh, Mike Ditka, and uh, oh. you love this one, Trap. I do. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? <laughs> okay. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood, too. <laughs> what do you care? So what? Who cares? It's terrific. It's terrific. We could, John, John, you, we made, use, we use you yours. made one of the list today. Yeah. We, um, you and Shaq in Toronto. Uh, oh, <laughs> When Shaq went to the Shaq, we're on F-bomb. live. I don't give a blank. <laughs> I my favorite thing of, about a lot of these is the in your case you or the reporter in these moments like trying to get your hands back on it again or at least let the other guy know like hey we're on live TV right it's Aaron Andrews when Richard Sherman went off on Michael Crabtree I think it's she's like who is talking about you Crabtree just, just completely lost in what's going on and just the honesty of it is just fantastic yeah most of the time it is was the case with Shaq they're not answering the question you asked them. <laughs> right. They're just saying whatever pops into their head. Does that come up a lot at all, or maybe back in the day when Shaq was still in the league, or do you still get well, people? Well, I feel bad about it because he got fined. He, 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 they suspended him for a game after that, and one game for him was almost $300,000. So I walked back to the back of the plane, and he apologized for it and issued a statement, and I walked back to the back of the plane, and I said, Hey, man, I feel really bad. I, I didn't do anything, but I just felt bad I yeah. go, that I cost you some money. And, and Shaq looks at me. He goes, you didn't cost me any money. I'd do it again. <laughs> and I went, well, I read your statement. He goes, I didn't write that blank. John Black wrote that. <laughs> so he was he didn't even, he was going to get his That's money's great. worth. Have That's you ever great. had anybody else that just went off the rails in the middle of something? Um... I mean, not we, like that. Well, you yeah. know, I didn't. We did not get in trouble for that. Do you know why? Oh, All right, you've, so, I think you've told the story. Yeah, I've yeah. told it a bunch, but over the years. But so, we were not on a seven-second delay back then. Right after that, the station bought a seven-second delay because they were afraid they were going to get fined. But you get fined per incident. So first, Shaq says, if you go back and listen to that, he says, if David Stern wants to ruin yep. the <laughs> effing game, cha-ching, that's one fine. <laughs> Then he'll start showing up with refs like these. And I'll say, Shaq, we're on live. He says, I don't give a blank. Cha-ching. <laughs> That's another one. And I got I got the producer, the legendary Sue Stratton, screaming in my ear. And What's she screaming at you? Uh, Did I get out of this? Yeah. yeah. But well, I, what are you supposed to do? I thought the smartest thing I could do would be see if I could bring him back to the pack. And the easiest thing to do when you're a sideline reporter if you want to get a guy to calm down, is ask him a question about one of his teammates. Mm-hmm. People love to talk about yeah. their teammates. Yeah. So I think I said something along the lines of, "Hey, you don't, you know, you don't win this game without Robert Ory, right?" And he goes, hey, "He's been great all year." Blah, blah blah. And so I brought him back. He ended up doing two minutes with me, and I figured, okay, well, maybe since he corrected himself, they'll give him a slap on the wrist. No, NBA sack Shaq for the next game, finds him two hundred and fifty grand or whatever it was, and I figure. All right, now here comes the FCC after KCAL. Yeah. 
We didn't get fined at all. You know why? Because later that day, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, oh, wardrobe that's malfunction. That's what it was. They fined us for that. Oh, Because they... we were owned by CBS. Okay. So they fined us for that, and because they fined us for that, they gave us a break on the other one. Does Shaq get dinged a game if it's if he doesn't drag David Stern in? If you just go, this was a bunch of blank? That's the... a great question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call, when I you're think, calling out your commissioner. By yeah. the way, if it were Adam Silver... He would have just fined him. He wouldn't have yeah. suspended him for a game. But yeah. Shaq got a game. Yeah, that he said that David Stern's ruining the blanking right. league. Right. As opposed to and these David refs. Stern, David Stern did not put up with a lot of crap. <laughs> no, he didn't. The vote was unanimous. One to nothing. One time. <laughs> I think I, I think I can tell the story. So one time, Mason and I were pretty good friends with Tim Lywicki. Yeah. Matter of fact, he came on the first the ever. The very first Mason, Mason and I Tim Lywicki was on. And we would always dare him to give it. Like, we wanted to see much, how much free stuff we could get him to give us. So okay. He, 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 we would say, hey, how about two tickets to, you know, Kings Blackhawks tonight? He goes, done. I go, how about tickets for 10 of their friends? 12 tickets. <laughs> done. You know, so he would Tim. So one time I went up. To, we're, we work at LA Live, and we work in a building that houses, among other things, AEG. Yep. The Anschutz Entertainment Group. So Tim's office was one floor above where we're sitting now. And Tim doesn't work for AG anymore. So I went up to see Tim to, about something. And he, he's got this smirk on his face. And he's waving, he's gesturing for me to come into his office. So he goes, come here. He puts his phone on mute. And he goes, David Stern's chewing me out. You're going to laugh. Watch. <laughs> oh, no. And, he puts my, and Stern is just MFing Tim up and down for something the, that he didn't like about... Like we del- the AEG delayed a game for with a moment of silence for somebody or something, but you're never allowed to delay a game without asking the league. Right. So Stern was just chewing him out, and it, the the amazing thing about it was just MF and Lywicki up and down, and Tim goes, "All right, David, I got it." He and and literally on a dime, Stern goes, "So how's your wife? How's, your kid? You know, how's that?" You know, like after he unloaded. On Tim, he was ready. He's like talk. right back to how? How's everything? How That's you doing? Terrific. How's your wife? That's yeah. terrific. You know what we should do, Brian? A little super crosstalk. So I only caught a snippet of what you and Slee were talking about. I asked about. Slee, be honest. Did you turn it off at the end of the third quarter? And he said no. And I said I bet Mace did. And I haven't asked him. Did you turn it off into the third quarter? I did not. You hung in. I hung in there and saw the Wait, entire but the first, let me ask fourth you this. quarter. Why did you hang in? <laughs> yeah, you, you would have been dead. okay. To turn okay, it so off. I, I did it because I was being paid. I gave okay. up. I gave up on the it game. Was the I greatest watched it. Game, but I watched it. Yeah. it was one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, I thought they were get, they were getting steamrolled. They didn't. Blo- they were getting run off the court. Giving up layups. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looked awful. Ben- Benno told a funny story. He was on with us this morning, and he said he was in here, obviously getting ready to do the post game, and he says. I listen to John and Michael. I have the sound on the television down and listen to you guys. Mm -hmm. And he said at the beginning of the fourth quarter, John's like, yeah, LeBron made a three. And then it's like, yeah, LeBron made it. And then it's like, Okay, he made another one, and then so it's like, he made another three! It it builds to a crescendo, and... (laughs) Yeah, you can't build down What I couldn't believe is Ty Lue is a really good coach. Right. Really good. He made no adjustments. LeBron outscored... And, and I'm not taking away from the greatness of LeBron. He was unbelievable. But LeBron outscored the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter. He had yeah. 19 points. They had 16. The Lakers outscored him 39-16 in the fourth. Once LeBron started to heat up, yeah. okay, so he had five threes in the fourth. After the second one, 
don't you take the ball out of LeBron's hands? No one else is doing anything. Right. right. It was mostly Kawhi on LeBron during that stretch. Nobody was right? getting screened every time. So they right. were. Uh, but they what they would do was they would run a pick mm-hmm. to put Mason Plumley or Daniel Tice on, on LeBron. Yeah. And they were and so, eventually got the wrong guy hung out. He got they hung out. They were so to scared LeBron was going to drive by him that they backed off, and then LeBron started bombing threes. But this reminded me in, in Kobe's eighty-one point game, Sam Mitchell. And this is one of the reasons Sam Mitchell has never been a coach in the NBA <laughs> since. Mason and I have interviewed Mike James, Jalen Rose, uh, uh, Mo Peterson, a bunch of guys who played in that game. They were begging Sam Mitchell to double and triple of team course. Kobe because Kobe was, you know, he was 50, 60, <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. No. And they said to Sam, he goes, no, we're not going to give up dunks and layups to the other guys. And the Jalen was looking at, at his coach going, what other guys? Yeah. Kobe has 70 <laughs> points. Let's triple team him and take the ball out of his hands. And Sam goes, nope, we're going to send a trap. We're going to double him, but I don't want to give up layups and dunks. And sure enough, Kobe goes off for 81. Okay, so Sam Mitchell is Sam Mitchell for, like you said, but like Ty Luce knows what he's doing. Really smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Was it I, just a brain cramp? Well, he had Coach LeBron, yeah. I did, to a title. And I think what he was thinking was, he can't stay this hot. He's burying 30-footers on us. And what He's LeBron doing? James. Were, he can stay we, that hot. If we're giving up 30-footers, I'll live with it. And now he's living with it. Yep. Trav, think about this. Think about what they were running, too. If any of those shots miss, I remember it was, I think it was Norm Powell hit a three, and they went up by eight. And then LeBron, maybe 15 seconds later, hit another three, and he got yep. it back down to five. But the shots they were taking and just dribbling the ball for twenty that's not that's not your game plan, right? So it, I, I the, think there was a little bit of Ty Lue like he's gonna yeah, miss it, one it, there, there is no game plan. There was no plays that they were running. It was just LeBron on an all time heater throwing in thirty footers, five of them yep. along the way. But this was it Dante Exum who had the night against the Lakers. Yeah, right? like where six, he made threes, six or seven threes. threes. He made seven. Seven yeah. threes. I get it. Dante Exum's not a good three point shooter. He is tonight. Like we're, right. we we got you got to do something yeah. at some point to address it. I get it. He's not going to make five thirty footers in a quarter, except for that's exactly what he just did. Why don't after the second one we change our strategy? Right. Certainly after the third. All right. Yeah. So think about all the bad Clipper teams that all of us who grew up in California watched over the years. I mean, they're just awful. Like Mason's been here thirty years. I think the Clippers for the first twenty were were the worst team in the league. They're terrible. Yep. In their history, in the Los Angeles Clippers history, 253 times they have had a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they were 253-0 and until last <laughs> night. Damn. They've never blown a 19-point lead yeah. in the fourth quarter like that. I and walk- they got a good team. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, this it, is not the Michael O'Reilly candy Clippers. Yeah, this collapsed. is a real team. Yeah. And by the way, it was a Clipper home game, but all, the Laker fans always managed to get their hands on half the seats. So the Clipper fans were throwing a party for three and a right. half it quarters. Right, it seemed like there were a ton of Laker fans and there. And they're doing their thing, and the Lakers start to come back, and all the purple and gold starts to come out of the woodwork. Mm. And the Clipper fans are looking at each other going, there's no way we're going to blow this. There's no way. Is and that it? it just kept and all, falling. By the way, and all of a sudden they beat the Clippers three or four. Yeah, it, it, Al and I were talking about this. Like, now, is it sustainable? No, well, you can't go into fourth of, quarters down of, 21. Of course or not. Or down 19, whatever. Look at it from the other side, though. Like, for the, the Clippers, is this a ding to their psyche that since they got to the top spot in the Western Conference, they've gone three and five since then? They, they were not there for like, like 12 hours. For a, maybe, tops, mm-hmm. right? And 
John, you said yesterday or the day before that you think they're the second best team you've laid eyes on yeah. in, in person. Yeah. They're not playing well. They just blew a big lead. They're, they seem to be out of sync a little bit all of a sudden. Is it well, just don't the, have, don't the have Paul grind George. of the lead? Mason just don't hit, have Paul Mason just hit the nail on the head. I, I always say, if I'm going to be fair here, if LeBron or AD sits out and we lose, I throw that game out. Okay. I think you have to do the same thing with the Clippers. If Paul George or Kawhi is missing the game and the Clippers lose, you got to throw that game out. But they had this game. Think about this, guys. They're up 21 in the fourth quarter. I mean, you just don't see NBA teams blow those leads. Number one, you milk the clock. And number two, if some guy, like you say, Trav, gets on a heater, you Throw just Throw everybody at him. Yeah, uh, we'll stop him and make somebody else if, beat us. If they had just lost the game, Lakers just won the game by eight, and there was no incredible comeback or something like that, I think, John, coming into the game yesterday, we're talking about in the pre, Lakers should have won that game yesterday. No Paul George, no Zubats. You were expecting them they to win. They had a good opportunity, yeah. yeah. But it's how they lost, right? Yes. So that's, I think, the question you're talking about. The psyche, they didn't just lose a regular no, game. No, they collapsed. They, they collapsed. Or as John would say, collapsed. Yeah, and they're <laughs> one and three now since the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, three and five. Which, in, is, in which is weird. But they, I, I still think they're going to have a, a really good postseason run. I think... I, if I, you made me pick the West winner right now, I would take Denver, but I'd put the Clippers second. All right, I'm going to make you pick a different winner. Here's our Thursday draft. Okay. We drafted famous sports meltdowns, right? Coaches, players, media, whatever it may be. Here's Slee. Slee had the first pick, and he picked Jim Morris. Playoffs. That is the – that's to <laughs> no, me I the all-time I would have put Iverson one. So, Slee's second pick was you play to win the game. Hello. Herm Edwards. And yep. then Ryan Lee freaking out on TJ Simers. That's yes. Slee. Okay. Uh, BC's was Richard Sherman with Aaron Andrews, right? right? Uh, LOB on Crabtree and all that. Uh, Conor McGregor, I would like to thank absolutely nobody after, <laughs> <laughs> after he won the title. Great. And Marshawn Lynch just repeatedly saying, yeah, after every question that he was right. asked. Yes. Yes. Just here so I don't get fired. Yep. Which, which, Bro, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm I thought you were asking a question. Yeah, no. I'm just here. So my pick was practice. Iverson. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Mike Tyson, turn off your station if you don't like it. Well, Mike, why don't we just end it here? Good. F off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the whole minute one. That one's never gets old. That's yeah. a great one that never gets the old. The Tyson one? Yeah. yeah. And John McEnroe, answer the question. The question, <laughs> yeah. jerk, where he's screaming at the chair umpire right. in Wimbledon. And M's were Denny Green. We are who they thought they were. Yes. We let him off the hook. Uh what was your second one, Emily? It was Nick Saban oh, talking right, to Maria right, Taylor right. say, so quit asking. Quit a- about Jalen Hurts uh, and uh, Tua. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, college baseball dip and dots thing that's from her alma mater. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for me, playoffs and practice yeah, are, are the are they, two standouts they, yeah. from the group. Two, no Bobby Knight. Nobody took Bobby Knight. Oh, that would have been a good one. Nobody yeah. took Lasorda on Dave Kingman oh, either. Yeah. Lasorda on Dave Kingman's <laughs> a great yeah. one. There's a lot what of What did I think of his performance? <laughs> that may be the most four-letter words inside of 30 seconds yeah. in the history I, of broadcasting. Mason will back me up on this. Lasorda once lectured Mason about swearing on yeah. the air. Yeah. You Lasorda was in studio with us, and Mason, by mistake, he thought we're, Mason thought we were in a break. And he, t- he said to Dave Singer, hey, pick up the effing thing. Yeah, but he said the F word. Yeah. And it, and, it and went then, out. And then he looks at me and he goes, was that on the air? I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And he apologized. And Lasorda was in the was in the green room. In the green room getting ready to come and on. And he comes back out and he goes, I'm very disappointed in you. Wow. And Mace goes, well, why, Tommy? And he goes, you just use the F word on the air. He goes, you swear more than any manager <laughs> in the media. He goes, he never in camera in front of my wife. And, and we're like. 
We could provide 20 Yeah, we can find you on camera. We could play the old and Dave Kingman thing. You had... You had 35 microphones Kurt in front Bavacqua, of you. Kurt Bavacqua, anybody want to play yeah, that yeah, one in front right. of him? Kurt Bavacqua couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Out of a boat. Tommy, exactly. We, we, we tried to explain, like, we both came back at him, like, Tommy, you swear all the time. He's like, I do not. And he would not let it go yep. until we dropped it. I am not speaking ill of the past, but the juxtaposition of him in one spot versus another is very different. Tommy, Tommy was two different guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tommy yeah. was as two different. I've never been around somebody that was two different people to the degree. We we all are to certain. We degrees. all are to yeah. a degree for, here. for sure. But the except his was for Slee, a Slee flat is line. just like that. <laughs> like Slee is one just person. Straight, yep, straight, uh, straight ahead. Who was the, with Paul? Who what was the guy's name? Paul, Paul Olden. 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 Yeah. He okay. uh, was a sports guy, radio stringer in the market, and then he went on to be the public address. He replaced. Who makes? Who was that really famous public address announcer for the Yankees? Oh, um, oh, oh! I know exactly what you're talking about. Then, um, uh, wait, Derek Jeter Derek, liked him so no much that, yeah, that after yeah. he left, no they used Bob Shepard. Yeah, they Bob, used a recording yeah. of yeah. Bob Shepard yeah. for Jeter after Shepard died yeah. because, out of respect, yeah. Jeter wanted him to be the only mm. one to introduce him. So Paul Olden got that job. Oh, okay. Yeah, after a while. That's that's quite a career. Yeah. <laughs> the the Kingman question, and you replaced Bob Shepard. Not hey, bad at all. Stop cursing, bro. Jesus. I, I'm, I'm very cr- disappointed in you, Mason. The only thing I screw up now is I occasionally say Juan's name on the show. Oh, do you? Yeah, <laughs> I, okay, I did it this week. And, uh, yeah, I think I did eight, it on Monday. days ago. Yeah. Do you let it go or do you dump it? Dump it. He, he dumps it, but the YouTube people but get the it. YouTube say, oh, everybody okay. knows now. Actually, one time we were, Mason and I were, this will be a shock to anyone who listened to us, we're yelling at each other back and forth about something, and the gist of it was there which one of us has more things that we wouldn't answer? Oh, okay. So he says, how much are the Lakers paying you? And I said, I won't answer that. <laughs> and I said, what's your partner's real name? Yeah. And he didn't want to lose because we're both super competitive. <laughs> so he said it and then dumped it. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. I'm, I think it's I Try that trick. That's not a bad way to do it. Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about.